The long wait for Euro 2020 is finally over. In the build-up to the big kickoff, we are doing something special. We have scoured the Twitterverse to find a representative from each of the 24 nations competing in this summer's European Championships. We'll be recording a preview with each representative who will be sharing views on their nation's hopes and expectations throughout the tournament. And most importantly, the fantasy assets we should be looking out for. Welcome to Euro 2020 Happy Hour. Hello and welcome to our Euro 2020 preview series with myself, Sham, otherwise known as FPL2Guys1Cup on Twitter. And myself, Rob, otherwise known as FPL Panda. Rob, we've got another guest tonight who is representing a country that are my underdogs for the tournament. And that is Emre. Emre, welcome. Hello, guys. And Thanks sorry, so I forgot really to me. introduce the country. The country is <laughs> Turkey. <laughs> How's How it going? You, so it's so good so excited for the tournament and yesterday we finished the fpl as you know so so i finished in the top 16k so it was good for me nice Happy well Emery, i can see i can see you there wearing a galatasaray shirt why yeah. don't you tell the listeners and viewers a little bit about yourself and and uh, why you support galatasaray um so I support Galatasaray because uh, we are good in Europe most of the time. So we did a lot of semi-finals in uh, Champions League, uh, quarter-finals. We got the UEFA Cup before. And actually, we were good before. Uh, maybe 10 years back, we were even better. And we got the most championships in Turkey. And we had great players uh, in the uh, history. And I enjoy their atmosphere. I don't know if you have seen uh, the atmosphere of Galatasaray before. It's uh, amazing. And yeah, so uh, I'm also playing fantasy football, as you know. So my name is uh, Wombat FPL in Twitter. Uh, maybe some people might know me. And uh, I'm playing FPL for the last six years. And uh, actually, last two years were uh, so i achieved the same number i finished at the top 16k uh hopefully next year i will improve that uh, i'm aiming for uh, 10k nice. nice nice where in turkey are you from emre uh, i'm from istanbul uh, nice. but um, so actually i also need to tell you why i played fpl so i studied in imperial college in london so okay. and uh, I, I get to know the Premier League when I was there. I was going to Chelsea matches actually because the, the university was uh, almost nearby to there. And yeah, I always enjoyed South Kensington, right? Yeah, that's true. So good place. Uh, and uh, actually, this is how I involved with Premier League and uh, of course with the FPL later on. Yeah so that's it nice okay so let's talk about your country turkey um how did you guys do in qualification actually we did very well we got france and iceland and actually they were the main competitors the last three teams i think 
um, so they were not really in the competition and uh, we won against all of them. Uh, actually, Turkey has always the characteristic to be unpredictable. So again, in this qualification, we beat France, but we lost against Iceland as expected because this is most of the time happening. I remember a lot of qualifications before. Uh, we beat Holland, but we were not qualified. We beat Germany, but we were not qualified. So this time we were lucky because this time we beat France, but we could uh, qualify. So yeah, that's Turkey mainly. So, <laughs> and I don't know. So if basically, you... you could either win the Euros or get knocked out in the group stages. Yeah, I don't know if you ever remember the Euro 2008. Yeah, yeah, I do. So actually, uh, we won three times in the last minute with the last minute goal. And we reached the semi-final and we played against Germany. And we played very solid, uh, even scored the first goal. And yeah, so it was amazing tournament. And we were again the underdogs in that tournament. So, and I will give you uh, some example about previous tournaments, if this is okay. With go you. for it. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah. So now we are playing against Italy and Italy is the uh, home team. And uh, every time we are playing with home teams uh, in a tournament, we either can uh, reach quarterfinal or semifinal. And we always beat them. For wow. example, in uh, Euro 2000, it was in uh, Netherlands and Belgium. So we beat Belgium and uh, reached the quarterfinals. In uh, World Cup 2002, it was in uh, Japan and South Korea. Uh, we reached the semifinal. It was again a crazy tournament and we barely win against, uh, we almost about to win against Brazil in the semifinal, but we lost it. Uh, and we beat Japan and South Korea in that tournament and became third. And finally, Euro 2008, it was in Switzerland and we beat Switzerland and reached a semi-final. So, and now we are playing another home team, Italy, and we will see what will happen. <laughs> uh, well, I think, the, I think the we should be talk. putting a bet on uh, Turkey to beat Italy then, right? <laughs> So uh, everyone is thinking Italy will be group uh, winner. Uh, actually, they might be group winner, but I believe they can lo uh, lose to Turkey. Okay. Well, let's talk about your main players because I know um, you know you guys have been playing the last few games in the qualifiers, um, mm -hmm. which isn't on here because this is just qualification um, for mm -hmm. the Euros. But recently, you guys have scored quite a lot of goals. You beat Netherlands recently as well, didn't you? Um, yeah, four that's two. true. Um, you know, the reason why I really like Turkey is because you remind me of a side that score a lot of goals. Is that Would that be a fair assessment? That's true. So uh, actually in the World Cup qualifications, we beat Netherlands 4-2, uh, uh, Norway 3-0. And then, uh, as a Turkish characteristics, uh, we drove against Latvia 3-3. And uh, the last two friendlies, we played with Germany and Croatia. And again, uh, their scores was 3-3. So actually, quite entertaining matches uh, nowadays with Turkey. And I yeah. expect the same will happen in the Euros as well. 
Okay, so who who are your main players? Uh, sorry, gone, Rob. You're going to ask a question. Um, I was just going to say because I know that um, just before the start of uh, the Euros qualifying, you um, got a new coach. Is it Gunesh? Gunesh? I don't yeah, know. Say his, his name. name. Is <laughs> uh, we call him Shanol Gunesh. Uh, actually, he is new, but he is also uh, been around for a while. Actually, yeah, he coached Turkey in the uh, semi-final in the World Cup in two thousand two, uh, almost twenty oh, years right. back. It's the same coach. Oh, same coach. Yeah, um, but yeah, in the, it's just that because like I've obviously done a bit of reading, and um, yeah, they like some of the players that he's brought into the squad, um, like the, this younger um, generation of Turkish players, and then mix them in with um, some of the more experienced players that are in there, um, like Yilmaz, mm-hmm. Belazoglu. Um, and it's kind of really gelled together, the team, that like mixture of um, the experience and the young players. And it, it's obviously, they seem to be playing with a bit of a freedom, maybe, which you don't find with teams that have got lots of experienced players or lots of young players, they they just seem to have this freedom that they're willing to go and attack games. And it obviously does cost them occasionally, but they, they, they're not afraid to score goals. Actually, it might be because uh, I also don't understand how he is managing that because in the past we always have stars or like big players. But for the first time, uh, we don't have like... Uh, very big uh, stars, uh, maybe only Hakan and uh, Burak Yilmaz might be more experienced guys, but the rest of the team is like, uh, like I don't name them like uh, stars, but they are playing in good teams. For example, we have uh, good defenders, one is playing in Liverpool, another playing uh, for Juventus, another in Leicester. Uh, defensively, they are playing in good teams, and actually, uh, we got three players who are playing for in France uh, for Lille, and they managed to be the f- uh, French champions this year, and they got a lot of uh, contribution in that one. Mm-hmm. So I also expect that uh, this chemistry playing in big leagues uh, will bring some experience to Turkey as well. But we will see. So even for us, we are always unpredictable. So <laughs> we can beat big teams and we can lose against small teams. So who would you say are your main players for Turkey? Not necessarily during the qualifying, but I guess over the last few games, because uh, obviously qualifying was a long time ago. Um, but mm-hmm. I would say maybe over the last year or so, who are the main players for Turkey? Because I know... Uh, Yilmaz has been playing for Lille and he, he had an amazing season as as you mm-hmm. spoke about and you know they they ended up winning Ligue 1 um, I don't even know how you pronounce it Ligue 1 Ligue 1 Ligue 1 the French League um, I'll just call it that um, so yeah talk to me about who the main players for Turkey are uh, I think Burak Yilmaz like you said uh, he had a great season he is now 35 years old and actually it will be his last uh, big tournament so and uh, i think he is very ambitious because he will be the captain as far as i know uh, for the team and he scored the most goals for turkey and he is actually a good goal scorer and his chemistry with the other little guys is uh, quite good he is the penalty taker 
and uh, he also have the potential to explode. So, for example, against Netherlands, he scored a hat trick, and if he is in his uh, good day, he can score two, three goals very easily. Uh, so, I expect this will be our main guy. Hakan Chalhanoğlu, who is playing for Milan, uh, is also uh, having set a piece role. And he's, if he is in his good day also, uh, he can contribute to goals and he can be a good playmaker as well. So I think these two guys are um, like in a good shape. And defensively, if you have, if you check the uh, like qualification, we only got three goals considered, and so it shows us that we are normally good defensively. But the problem is we got a lot of rotation. We got a lot of people coming from injury. For example, the Juventus guy Mirich uh, was injured. We know Kabak in Liverpool got injured. Uh, Chalar was injured, but he is fine now and he is also playing well. Uh, we might expect some rotation over there. And in the last friendlies and uh, World Cup qualification, we got a lot of goals considered. So yeah, therefore, I was going to say that. Do, do you think? Do you think that the reason why you conceded the goals? Do you think that's going to continue, or do you think because? You know, you said that you, you, your your qualification, you only conceded three goals, but in your last kind of seven, eight games, you've conceded at least, you know, one or two every single game. So is that not a concern? I think it is a concern uh, because we now, I think, uh, playing more attacking rather than defensively we played uh, in the qualification. And in the qualification, only Iceland and France uh, was like, competitive the rest of the teams so i think it's okay not uh, we didn't get any considered goal so i think that might be also the reason uh, but yeah in the last six seven games we also got a lot of goals which is uh, worrying me because i was thinking uh, like fantasy wise uh, bringing a turkish defender so now I'm like um, like thinking about it, if it's a good move or not. Yeah. So what would you say the strengths and weaknesses of the Turkish side are? Where would you say they sit? Um, I think the strength is like uh, we never give up. So I think we have seen that in the 2008 tournament because every time we lost hope, uh, like for example, we played with Czech Republic and we were 2-0 uh, down and we beat them 3-2 uh, to two. Uh, and uh, we got last minute goals three times and this is happening uh, most of the time with us so we can uh, get uh, a lot of last minute goals uh, because we play with passion and like uh, I think our players are very ambitious and I believe that since we don't have any stars I think a lot of people, a lot of footballers in Turkey uh, want, uh, will might uh, like take this seriously uh, for transfer purposes. For example, consider Ozan, uh, his loan is finished in Liverpool and he needs to shine. Consider uh, Mirich, 
is not having uh, playing time in uh, like Juventus for the uh, second half. Consider Under, uh, who was transferred to Leicester, but he didn't have enough chance. So he again needs to shine uh, so that they can make a transfer. I think for most of our squad, like uh, this is the last chance uh, before the summer transfer window. And our weakness, most of the time, the discipline was the uh, problem. But I'm seeing that it has improved in the like maybe last two years and with Channel Ganesh especially. Uh, so we don't get any red cards anymore and we are solid and we are not a panicking actually, which was the case before. And I don't know if you will call it weakness or strength, but we are always unpredictable. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. So I guess before we move on to fantasy options and going into detail of, you know, who, who we should be considering, what's your th um, thoughts on Turkey and how you'll do uh, in the Euros this year? You know, what's your gut feel? So I believe we can reach like uh, quarterfinals, to be honest. Um, so if we have a look at your group, you you do you think you've got a tough group? I think it's an okay group. Uh, Italy is the toughest one, of course. Uh, but I believe we can beat Wales or Switzerland. And since we only need like like four or even three points might be enough to proceed to next stage. Mm. I think uh, we can proceed from this group easily. And yeah, I think, uh, I believe we are stronger than Switzerland and Wales. But as I told you, we can beat Italy, then uh, can uh, lose to uh, Wales. Yeah. So this might happen very easily with us. <laughs> Okay, so let, let's look at fantasy option now, Emre. Mm -hmm. um, if we, I guess, before we move into um, options, I guess there's two questions that every fantasy manager always asks and wants to know. The, the first one is, is there any players that are out of position for Turkey that are listed as midfielders, that are defenders or defenders as midfielders or attackers that should mm. be midfielders, etc.? No, I think uh, we don't have. Uh, Kenan Karaman in the forwards, I think he's playing more in the midfield. And Okayo Kushli is a defensive midfielder. And yeah, I think yeah, we don't have any out-of-position player. I wish we had. Okay. Um, and then the second question is, is there any players here that you look at that you think are really undervalued compared to other players within the game? Um, I think our goalkeeper, Urjan Chakir, is quite a good guy. Um, so I might consider him as a second uh, goalkeeper. Um, I, so and he's 4.5, is he? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I will consider him. Uh, I think he might be underpriced because our defenders are not uh, attacking defenders, so therefore I might not consider them. But uh, if the defenders are playing good, I think uh, Urjan can have a good chance to get clean sheet. And I think we have more overpriced uh, in the 
in our talisman, Hakan Chalhanoğlu, he's a good guy. He's uh, like in the set pieces, but 8.5 is quite high for this guy. Uh, Yusuf Yazıcı might be underpriced because he got a good season in Lille. And he also scored a lot of goals, actually, uh, in Lille as sorry? well. Uh, Yusuf Yazıcı, 5.5. Okay. Uh, he is midfielder in Lille. Uh, and he got good chemistry with Burak Yilmaz. Uh, I think that's it. So I think the rest is uh, like... Right, really, how they should be. Yeah, I think the price should be okay. Okay. Uh, well, so yeah. let's look at these players then. So you said to me earlier that there's kind of five, six players that you would be considering mm. from the Turkish side. So let's mm. go through those players. So if I was a fancy player, I don't know nothing about Turkey in terms of the mm. players, which I don't. Um, tell me which players I should be looking at and considering and why. So I, I think Burak Yilmaz for sure, because I know he will get a goal. So in one of these three matches, and uh, so I expect, especially in one of these matches, he will score two or three. So therefore, uh, if, if, for example, he's playing in the first match day, and I will, if I will have him, uh, I will captain him in the first match uh, as a surprise effect uh, against Italy. Wow. Uh, and because, you know, in this uh, world, you can change. You can change. So, why not uh, having the, this guy in the first game? Um, so, Burak Yilmaz, definitely the guy. You know, you I, say that is interesting because uh, a lot of people are thinking about captaining in an Italian uh, player against mm -hmm. Turkey. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I hope amongst the I hope they so will far, do that. Yeah, see, I mean, a lot of people, it's the likes of. Insigne, uh, Chiesa, um, oh, and Immobile. And Immobile, that's it. That people are looking at like those three. But I'm now, yeah, I'm sitting here going, oh, because if he if he does get a goal or two, like preferably with the captain, you want um, if you, especially an early captain in this format of the game. I don't think you stick if, like you stick with that captain if they're only on one goal. I think if they get two goals, then you'd move it on to the next person. Um, and but if he can yeah. get if he gets two goals, that like that's points just in the bag for you. Um, yeah. and a successful captain pick. Yeah, for me, two goals is successful hmm. for sure. Um, it's just so, could be a nice. Like a differential captain for match day one. Yeah, I think only Turkish people will do it. Uh, but <laughs> but I as I do. told you, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Only Sham. Turkish people will do it. Sham might I do might it. do it. <laughs> I might do it. As really? a gamble. I love yeah. Turkey as a country. I've been, I've been at least seven or eight times to Turkey. Oh, okay. I, I love Turkey as a country, and I really think Turkey would do well this year. Really, yeah, I just got, might be. you know, I don't know too much about the side in terms of the players, um, but I watch some of their football sometimes, and I just think they're one of these sides, like you say, they're unpredictable and they score goals. Um, I just think coming up against an Italian side who are really good defensively, that will be a big test because you know, um, I, I don't know, are they going to be able to score two or three goals against a strong 
defensive Italian can side. They, yeah, can they unlock that side, basically? Do you think they can? Could they unlock the Italian side if you've got Bonucci and Chiellini on the top of their game? They are very tough, very good sides, uh, but I expect at least one goal. So at least. Interesting. Yeah. So, so, so it, 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 it will not be a 0-0 zero, zero match. Hmm. Right, okay, let's go on to our next player then. Yilmaz will yeah, sure. Uh, Chalhanol is a guy uh, who is in set pieces and also contributing in goals. And so Ozan Tufan, actually, I think if he were prized like uh, 5 or 5.5, I might consider because he got a lot of goals uh, in the last games and he was playing very well. So people might not, not know about him, but uh, he was really playing good in the last... Uh, actually, in 2021, he was really good. Are the goals um, usually split amongst Turkey, or is, yeah, is there kind yeah. of the main? Is there like the main people who you know who gets all your assists and your goals, or is it mainly just split between actually, everyone? Actually, mostly Burak Yilmaz, but uh, the rest is really split. So that's that's the risk actually, hmm. because one one time it's Hakan, the other time it's Ozan Tufan, the other time it's Yusuf Yazıcı. So sometimes it's Kenan, sometimes it's Cengiz, sometimes it's Enes, so it's really well distributed. So therefore, it's risky to get a Turkish guy. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay, so um, I guess defenders-wise, are there any defenders that we should consider? Uh, I think I might only think about Chalar uh, because he doesn't have any rotation risk. But the problem is he is not attacking. Uh, but funnily enough, uh, I think he scored against Norway. So it was Haaland against uh, Chalar, and Chalar Sönju was the guy who scored actually, and not Haaland. Um, so I think uh, I will consider him. And Zeki Celik is also playing for Lille, and he also playing in the winger side. He is also a good guy. I think I might also consider him. Is he 4.5? Yeah, it's a good price for him. Mm. But I don't know if he will be rotated or not. Yeah, so we, yeah. Who will you be going for then? I will be trying Burak Yilmaz. If not in the first match, maybe in second and third match. Because I might have Lewandowski in the first one and then uh, change to Burak Yilmaz. Uh, for the second and third uh, matches, definitely. I am thinking about also uh, to get Urjan uh, as the second goalkeeper. Uh, so the rest of the team I might need to check, but maybe Zeki from Defenders because he is also 4.5, and maybe Yusuf Yazıcı I might also think. Out, out of the midfielders, and I, I know you said they kind of switch in terms of, um, you know, in terms of the the output and who gets the goals and the assists. Who's mm -hmm. the most explosive out of those midfielders that you know they're most likely to go off? Um, Ozan or Hakan? Okay. Okay, fine. 
Uh, Rob, have you got any questions, Emery? Um, not at the moment. I yeah, I'm just. I mean, it's, there is like this wealth um, of of talent, and, and I think yeah, for me at the moment, it's the price, like the pricing of them. Um, it just makes it tricky um, with the midfielders and forwards because there are a lot of players, um, and we've we've discussed with some of the other reps like um, at like those sort of prices in the midfielders. Um, like between seven and you, I mean, you've got Hakan 8.5, um, Yajiki at 5.5. I mean, there's other midfielders out there that might be better value um, for those prices. But I mean, the player really. Tufan looks good, right? At 6 million, yeah. Ozan Tufan. Yeah. 6 million. He looks like a good price. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure Hakan at 8.5, even though you've got the set pieces in there, I'm not sure. It's it's no, uh, it's too much for Hakan. Yeah, um, but I'm really interested. Yeah, in the I hadn't even spotted the keepers. I've been concentrating everywhere else. I hadn't even spotted um, uh, what's its name? Uh, Ug, Ug, Ugakan Trakir um, at four point five mil. If he's the starting keeper, keeper, then I've, I think having him and then um, like what. Another four point five goalkeeper um, is ideal because he potentially mm -hmm. you you're going to need one of these four point five keepers to get through the group stage um, and potentially then be able to keep that same keeper all the way through um, through the tournament maybe um, because you kind of don't want to be spending any money in there especially once you get to the latter stages and if they're getting to the quarterfinals that could be um, mm -hmm. That could be perfect. Having a four point five keeper that gets to the court finals um, is ideal. I agree. Really. Um, it, yeah. You've you've got two four point five um, keepers there. Is it is it Kakir that starts or Gunok? No, Urjan uh, Chakir will play. Okay. Fine. I, I'm, I'm killing the pronunciations of the. <laughs> we're, no we're not no very good at this. No <laughs> so so. If if we're picking from that midfield, then because it's really difficult there, would you say Ozan Tufan at six million looks the best value there? Or you mentioned another player? Yeah, Yusuf Yazici might be also best uh, price wise. Yusuf Yazici. 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 Oh yeah, five point five. Mm -hmm. And where do, where does where did the where does he play? Is he left, right, in the mid, number ten? Um, actually, he should be a winger, but I don't know if it's right or left, to be honest. Okay. Okay. And who do you think will start in that midfield? Because I know you mentioned a lot of rotation earlier. Um, Hakan will play. Hokai will play as a DMC. Uh, so these are for sure. But the rest of the guys might rotate, actually. Okay. So it's difficult, really, isn't it, with that Turkish side? Whilst they're, you know, you think you can score, they can score a lot of goals. Really, the only player that is definitely gonna is looks like the best value is Yilmaz, right? Yeah, definitely. Right, from, definitely. from the attackers, anyway. Yeah, I will go for him. Okay. Mm. I mean, uh, it, Rob, before we sorry, go on. Um, another thing that's interesting, and because we've spoken with um, the Swiss rep, and we. Both 
um, I think it was in it, there was like a general agreement um, that that final match day three, both Switzerland and Turkey are very unlikely to rotate because it could be, mm-hmm. it could be that they both beat Wales, they both lose to Italy. And so it's who, it, that will be the game. It might be the final, yeah. Yeah, yeah that could be the I game agree. that decides who goes through or not. Um, which it makes it very interesting, yeah, for the for those that are going to be uh, well. I think I mean we'll talk about strategy on um, our main preview pod, but I think generally a lot of people are using either the limitless chip or the wildcard chip in match day two and match day three. Um, so it effectively mm-hmm. gives you two wild cards and then a third wild card after the group, and potentially then. Looking at this game, could be where you'd get um, the goalkeeper, um, a fort, Leonard, and, and uh, getting one of the midfielders in tripling up on uh, Turkey for match day three um, could be an option if you've not already done it yeah. in match day two against Wales. But I, I told you, so we will have a surprise for Italy. <laughs> oh. on, Night that, one. I'm looking forward to that first game I mean, now. How many Night how one. many big competitions do we see that um the first game of the tournament you've got one of the big favourites and there's an upset. I mean we've seen it so many times before. And yeah, who's saying that many it times happen? remember Greece against Portugal. Yeah, Greece against Portugal. Yeah. So and then yeah, Senegal, so Senegal. Senegal do I remember? Is yeah, two thousand and two Senegal beat France in the Last yeah, game of yeah, that World Cup, yeah. Um, and yeah, you see it a lot. And I mean, and it's not. I mean, this won't be anything like that sort of, um, that sort of uh, like giant killing. Um, but it would still be a shock seeing Italy losing that first game. Um, yeah, it like will be a shock. Yeah, I agree. So. Um, Emre, have you got anything else that you'd like to add on Turkey? Anything you think that it's important for our listeners and viewers to no, know? Just uh, and, uh, watch the Turkish games and enjoy. Nice. It's really entertaining. You, you were saying, Rob, that they're not it's they're not big favourites. Turkey is six to one to beat Italy, which is quite big. Six to one to beat that is yeah. in a two horse race, that is I just I just checked it big. now just to see. <laughs> Yeah, that's quite that's quite big. Yeah, right? probably, yeah. It'll probably shorten up I will bet now for that. kick off. Yeah. <laughs> Emery's like, yep, I'm gonna bet on that. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I, I mean it'll obviously shorten up between now and kickoff. Um I mean we're sitting here, um I think it's eighteen or nineteen days until that game and yeah, it's um it's a long way to go, but I mean you've got your two well, three friendlies coming up. Um one. Mm-hmm. All, three, all three of them, I think, by the time this is released, it would have been um, played against Azerbaijan, Northern Ireland and Moldova. Um, mm-hmm. Really, they should be three games that should all be comfortable wins for you. But you're saying they could be unpredictable and lose all three. Um, yeah. But they could be something to really? keep an eye on for, for like seeing how that midfield does start um with the rotation um and yeah. um some of their some of the players form like if the defense keeps three clean sheets in those three games then um it's obviously 
some of the form that um, these players have gained from um, their club seasons is carrying over into into the national team. So yeah, they they could be free friendlies that might be worth a look at um, the results of before um, jumping in and piling into Italy. I don't know if you mentioned this already, Emmy, but who's your penalty taker? Is it going to be Yomaz? Yes. And um, Hakan will be on set pieces? Uh, yes, that's true. Right. Anything else from you boys you want to add before we end? Nope. That's it for me. Nope. Perfect. Emery, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for um, really appreciate me. it. That was really fascinating. Um, and I, you know, I'm rooting for Turkey. They're going to be my second side. I have to support England as they're my home side, but Turkey Thanks, would man. definitely be my um, second side in the Euros. Um, so yeah good luck to you and again thanks for coming on thank you um, right to the listeners and the viewers thanks for tuning in please like and subscribe on our YouTube and look out for our next installment have a great weekend bye cheers bye. guys thanks